This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, hello there and welcome. Good to have you along on the show today, whether you're in uh, B.C. or uh, calling from Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Alberta. That's uh, that's good to have you along. John Scholes here, and of course, employment lawyer Lior Samfiru alongside Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. As just mentioned, you can call us live right now. We'd love to get you on the phone. Be that third voice on air, one 9898 It'll cost you nothing, obviously, a toll-free number. Any questions about your employment laws, your rights, uh, workplace rights you don't know, something got you uh, in a bit of a bind, a bit of a mystery, bring it on air and talk to us. Ask some questions. It'll take a few moments to get some clarity for sure. Failing that, always an email is good. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, which is actually where we're going to focus heavily on the show today is cleaning out some of that email box because they've been um, they've been stacking up so they get answered all the time either way you can uh, use that email address anytime you would like and uh, further to that more information and contact can be had at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca pocketemploymentlawyer.ca use that anytime you like it's free it's anonymous of course and wrapped up in there is the severance calculator, which we love. has been around for uh, many years. In fact, over 2 million Canadians have used it to realize what their severance really should be. It's not what the boss or ex-boss is going to tell you. It's what the severance pay calculator tells you, again, at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But before we get into our emails and our phone calls, we always discuss a couple matters to get us warmed up. Uh, Lior, what do you got, pal? Hey, John, I am uh, excited. I am always mm-hmm. am, uh, to talk about employment law, of course, and to have that opportunity as, to, to, to help people. As much as I just like to get up here and, and talk employment law and educate, what I enjoy really more is to answer questions and solve those problems. So uh, take, a, take a shot at it. Call us right now if you're dealing with a workplace issue, if you're uh, struggling to know what to do tomorrow, going back to work. Maybe you lost your job and you're confused about this whole process. You didn't expect it. What does it mean? Can it happen? What are your rights? If it has to do with your job and your workplace, you're listening to the uh, the show where your problems get solved. So call us right now live. Uh, whatever the issue is, there are solutions because we actually have very good laws across Canada when it comes to employment mm-hmm. law. And sometimes I hear people, John, saying, oh, my gosh, we, we don't have good laws here. Well, that actually comes from a place of not knowing what the laws are. It's easy to think that we don't have good laws if you don't know what those laws are. But I'm here to tell you, doing this for 20 years, that we have very good employment laws and to find out what they are and how they apply to you and what the law does to help you, it starts by calling us right now on the show. Uh, And of course, we'll also give you my office number if you want to connect with me privately by phone or email. But now that we know what we want to do, let's do it. Uh, I'll tell you about a couple situations that came across my desk. First matter I'll tell you about, I spoke with uh, a gentleman who uh, was off for a while on a disability leave, but then got uh, well enough to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Except he needed some accommodation. He got his doctor's note saying he needs some modified duties for, for a while. So company said, sure, yeah, no problem, come back. And for about two, two and a half months, uh, they accommodated him, give him modified duties, everything was fine, and uh, he continued working. Well, after two and a half months, they said, um, you know what, we think that's enough. We think we've accommodated you long enough, so we're not going to continue accommodating you. So here's what's going to happen. Uh you, you can go off work and you can come back when the doctor says you don't need accommodation anymore. When your doctor says that you can go back to work your regular duties, then you can come back and your job will be here. But until then, we won't accommodate you. 
well, this didn't sound right to this person. So he did the right thing and he called me and I'm glad that he did because no, it's not right and it's not legal. There's no time limit on how long a company has to accommodate. The company is on a very, under a very strict uh, obligation under our human rights laws to provide accommodation if it's required, whether it's modified hours or modified duties or working from home. If it's backed up by a doctor, which it was here, they have to accommodate. And even if it's difficult, even if it's not something that uh, you know is easy to do, they have to do it. So they don't get to say, well, two months is long enough. It can be indefinite. So in this situation, the company did something wrong. It's a human rights violation. It can also be a constructive dismissal. It's illegal. So what I told him, here's what I suggested to him. Let me contact them. Let me write them a letter saying, no, no, you can't do that. You have that legal obligation to accommodate. As soon as I, uh, they hear from me, they'll back off. They'll say, yeah, fine, no problem. Big misunderstanding. Come back to work. We'll accommodate you. But there's a, an important reminder there. Sometimes things happen in life where maybe you're injured, you have a medical condition. If that's the case, get a doctor's note. Your employer has to support you, has to accommodate you. Uh, and if they do as they're required to, wonderful. If they don't for whatever reason, call me. Let me help you because that obligation under human rights law is a very, very important one. Yeah, it's interesting. It's not a temporary thing when they feel like pulling the plug. They can say, yeah, you know what? Now you're good. Come back and uh, we don't need you till you're 100%. They can't do that. That's not how it works ever, right? Ever, ever. And it's unfortunate how many times employers actually do that. Because let's face it, it's not easy necessarily to accommodate. It's not trivial. And sometimes it requires some work, some cost, some creativity on the part of the company. And not every company wants mm -hmm. to do that. Well, too bad. The law says you have to. And if they don't, again, the law is going to take that very seriously. Again, guys, one 9898 to call into the show now. Uh, depending on where you're listening, uh, bring it on. Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, we'd love to talk to you and carry on here with the rest of the uh, show. What's the uh, second matter you want to talk about, pal? So we've often talked uh, on the show about maternity leave and the fact mm -hmm. that, you know, if a mother or a father is on a parental leave, uh, the company has to keep their job for them. But I had a bit of a twist on this situation this week. I spoke with a, a, a nice young lady who was on a parental leave for about 15 or 16 months, almost 16 months. And yeah, sure enough, at the end of the, the leave, company said, of course, your job is available. Yeah, we can't for you, wait for you to start. All is good. Except she found out that two, she had two colleagues that did the exact same job as her, that those two colleagues, while she was off on a parental leave, got a pay raise. So she contacted her employer before her return to work and she said, wait a second, I understand that these two guys there got a pay raise, so I'm assuming I'm going to get a pay raise as well when I come back. The company says, no, 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 we can't do that. These guys have been working for the last 16 months. Mm -hmm. You haven't, so it's not fair to give you a pay raise. Well, you know, next year we'll look at that and we'll deal with that and maybe give you a raise then if it's appropriate, but not until then. Again, it just didn't seem right to her. So, of course, she did the smart thing. She did the right thing. She called me. And no, it's not legal. Our laws here are not complicated. They're not controversial. And what the law says is that if your position has a salary increase while you're on a parental leave, you have to get that pay raise. You have to get that increase when you come back. Company doesn't get to treat you differently just because you took a parental leave. 
So whatever perk has been added to your job while you're off on a parental leave, you have to get that when you come back. Otherwise, it's a human rights violation. It's an employment standards violation. It could be a constructive dismissal. It's illegal. So I, I told her that, and I'm going to do the same thing. As I said before, I'm going to help her get this resolved. But I wanted to remind everyone there, it's not just that your job is guaranteed, essentially, while you're on parental leave. It's that whatever perks, whatever benefits, improvements have happened to the job while you've been off, you're entitled to those improvements. Uh, if that's not what you're getting, if the company is treating you differently, badly, uh, give me a call and let me help you resolve it. Again, we're going to be throwing some emails together all show long, but you still got lots of time here to make that phone call and, uh, and talk to us. How do you do that? That is 1-877-399-9898. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. Let's get one uh in the chamber here before we get to a quick break. Fred says, guys, my employer found out that I was looking for another job. I was fired on the spot and I have not been paid any severance. In that case, am I owed anything? Well, there's there's really two questions here. Number one is, can he be fired because the company found out he was looking for another job? And number two is he owed severance. Mm -hmm. So can he be fired? The answer is yes. Why? Because our general rule says that a company can let you go pretty much for any reason as long as they pay you severance. So the company may be upset for whatever reason that he's looking for another job. We may think it's silly to let him go, but legally they can do that, except they have to pay him severance. They don't get to deprive him of severance because it's not a misform of misconduct. He's not doing anything wrong legally by looking for another job. So if the company still wants him gone, that's a without cause termination, he has to get his full severance. So remember that, I mean, I'm, if a company gets upset, gets all bent out of shape because you've been looking for another job and they wanna let you go, you can't, that, you can't stop them, but full severance has to be paid. And I don't know how long Fred has been working there, but if he's been working there for a long time, he could be owed as much as two years pay, John. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. You betcha. We're back. Lots of time to go, so uh, feel free to chime in at that number toll-free. Yes, one 9898 Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's what we're pulling from here on the show today. We're getting through that email inbox trying to lighten it up a little bit and when the show is not on air you can always reach out to Lior and it's a very capable and excellent crew that is 1-855-821-5900 next up Margo says guys back in November 2021 uh, was put on uh, put off I'm uh, not vaccinated and I'm still on leave I've asked the company for severance but they're saying that I'm uh, I'm not fired what can I do well I find this a bit funny and I don't mean any disrespect for anyone but Think about how absurd the situation is. Company can say, you know what? Let's not, we, we don't want to pay severance, right? So let's just not fire people. We'll just put them on a leave for five years, 10 years, 30 years. And But because we're not saying they're fired, we don't have to pay severance. How smart are we? My gosh. Hmm. Well, no, it doesn't work that way, okay? The reality is if you're put on an unpaid leave, the law comes in and says, not so fast. That is a termination. It doesn't matter what the company says it is. doesn't matter what the company wants it to be. If you're put off work on an unpaid leave, you're, you've been terminated. The law says yep. that's a termination, meaning you can say, I'm getting my severance. It's not up to the company. You don't have to ask and, and keep your fingers crossed to see that they'll agree. 
the losses, you have to company. There's no choice here. And this is also true with respect to vaccine mandates. If a company uh, puts you off work because of your vaccine status, then you can choose to treat this as a termination. Now, you don't have to. You can decide, um, I'll just stay here and see what happens. I think that's kind of silly, unless you know the leave is a few days only, in which case you may say, fine, whatever. But if it's been a while now, why would you continue waiting? And waiting for what? You're better off getting your full severance. That could be 12 months, 18 months, 24 months of severance and move on to a different job. So for Margo, I think if it's been in 2021, enough is enough. You don't have to ask them and see what they'll do. Let me do what I do. We've helped hundreds, maybe even thousands of people now across Canada in exactly this situation. We've gotten them the severance that they're owed. They've moved on. So let's do that for you as well as you at home. If you're off on a leave, whether it's because of your vaccine status or really for any reason, unpaid leave, forced leave by the company, you can choose to treat that as a termination. The law gives you that right. Get your severance and move on. And as you mentioned before, all those years she's actually been doing, well, nothing. That has accrued her uh, her seniority towards her severance, yeah? It has accrued. And so the company is really not doing itself any favors. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and it's kind of silly. The company has to, to either just bring someone back or pay them severance. There's no keeping someone in, in no man's land like that. It's just not legal, not possible, and it's not right. Again, guys, the uh, number one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. We are live here today, so you can always call into the station and uh, and voice your concerns, ask your questions. That's why we do the show each and every week, and have been for uh, for many years. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Let's roll down here. We got. Uh, I think Rob is coming up next on my email. Oh, screen just went black. That's always nice. Let's get Rob on the. Uh, on the old email, standby, Leo. There we go. Rob says, can I be fired after eight months of working at a job after they falsely accused me of something I didn't do? I was only given one week's notice. Well, here's the thing. Okay, The question kind of like, you know, the one we had earlier comes down to the issue of severance. Can he be let go? Yeah. Ultimately, the company can let you go whether you did something wrong or not. They can let you go for good reason, bad reason, no reason as long as they pay proper severance. So yeah, he can be let go, but Rob has to be paid his full severance. And like, I don't know how, how long he worked in his job, but that could be many months of pay. Now, if if he had done something bad, like steal, commit fraud, commit, uh, commit an act of violence, that would be uh, obviously a very bad thing. That would be a termination for cause. Uh, and that would mean he doesn't get severance. But if he says he's done nothing wrong, he's been falsely accused, unless the company can prove otherwise that he did something terrible, then yeah, he has to get paid his full severance. So uh, obviously, Rob, in this situation, you got to give me a call. Let me help you. Uh, because even after eight months, by the way, you could easily be owed four, five, even six months of severance. Important reminder, by the way, John, for everyone, that mm-hmm. short service employees, employees that have only worked for a few months, absolutely are owed a few months of severance. Not days, not weeks, months. So that doesn't matter to me. If you work for two months, 12 months, eight months, if you're a short service employee, give me a call if you lose your job. we get to uh, Richard now. He's hanging on the line in Calgary. Richard, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon and joining the show, sir. How are you? Uh, well, I'm better. It's been better. I'm uh, going through a bit of rough time. All, of, all right. Uh, Lay it on us. Lay it on us. What well, do you got? Uh, 
uh, I had been working for a company for a number of years, and uh, I got transferred without being told that I was getting transferred. And uh, while I was out on transfer, I got in a motorcycle accident, and I got wiped out. I got broadsided on a motorbike, so I, I, I'm not even allowed to go back to work. Uh, so far, they 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 haven't had brain injury, all kinds of stuff like that, and I I, I don't all I get in is section B, and and that's it. I don't get it. Uh, shouldn't there be something else for me? So I'm not sure I understand the question, uh, Richard. So you're off work for medical reasons right now, uh, and what? from a legal standpoint, once you're ready to come back to work, once your doctor says you're able to go back, whether it's to your regular job or on a modified basis, then the company has to take you back. That's, you know, in the meantime, you can get EI sickness benefits. If there's a disability plan through your work, you can apply for that. Uh, but that's how the law operates. Uh, have you, uh, has the company not allowed you to come back to work? Is that the issue? Uh, no, I'm not allowed medically to go back to work. Mm. I'm pretty much being pushed into retirement. Well, and, I mean, ultimately, uh, I'm wondering how does how, how, how don't I get a right to have some? Uh, I I went from making a hundred thousand dollars a year to making nothing. That's all I got is Section B. Like, how does that go on? Uh, I don't understand. Well, like, shouldn't I have you know that there's. Well, there really is. I mean, like I said, from what you can get is benefits under EI and disability benefits through a work plan. That's the compensation that's that's available uh, to you. You may, depending on your age, you may also apply for CPP, Canada Pension Plan, disability benefits. Uh, but you're not yeah, retiring yeah. if you if you do go back. If you're able at some point, whether it's in a year or two years, to go back to work. If the company doesn't take you back, you're owed compensation. But until that happens, Richard, you know, your effort should be focused on getting better. Uh, and that's that's how the law works in this situation. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate that. And best of luck to you. Again, phone calls uh, a little later on if you need to make that are always available here. And now, though, you want to uh, you want to call us one 399 9898 is how you do that. Let's get to Ben here quick. He says, guys, I quit my job because my employer never paid me for statutory holidays and also refused to pay overtime. I asked for payment many times. He always promised that he would pay, but he never did. Is there something I can get or something I could do to get the money owing? What do you think? Well, absolutely. If you're owed that money, company has to pay. They don't get a, a discretion here. They don't get to not pay it. And to get that money, generally, you can apply through the government through employment standards. You can go to the government through employment standards uh, standards if it's an issue of unpaid wages, vacation, overtime. You can't go there for severance. But here's the thing. If the company didn't pay him and he quit because of that, that's a constructive dismissal. So he can be owed severance as well. So what I suggest he does Give me a call. I can get him severance. I can also help him get him the amounts owing. Remember, if the company doesn't pay you and because of that you leave, which is quite reasonable, the law would consider that to be a termination. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Hey, welcome back to it. So much time still to uh, get your phone calls and uh, questions and comments in. You just got to pick up a phone, right? Do it toll free, one 877 399 
98, 98. In that regard, I want to get Joe on the line here. Joe, thanks for taking the time today. How are you? Not too bad. How are you, boss? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your question? Okay, well, this was way back in 2011, this big construction company in Calgary here fired me with no notice, and they didn't give me any kind of a severance package. Well, Joe, uh, even in construction, you're absolutely owed severance. In fact, you're owed severance as any other employee. There's a, a big misconception that construction workers don't get severance. That's wrong. That's completely false. Uh, the problem, of course, is that this happened in 2011, and there's a two-year limitation period, meaning, oh, no. unfortunately, you are out of time. But yeah, you're right. absolutely was you, you were absolutely owed severance. But now, at this time, there's nothing that can be done about it, unfortunately. Oh, and uh, let's say that uh, I got some injuries on this job also, and uh, WCB, after five years of fighting them, they denied my claims for my injuries. Now, I suppose once that happens, it's over, right? I don't have a chance at going after them. Well, you'd be out of time for that as well, unfortunately. So, so th there's nothing that can be done, uh, you know, unless something happened in the last two years. Then th there's there's nothing that that can be done. Uh, there's a two-year limitation period. Okay, then. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Joe. Appreciate the call. By the way, uh, best of luck uh, moving forward for sure. You got time as well. You want to drop us a call toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. That's a good uh, good food for thought there. Thanks, uh, Joe, for that one, Leor. That yeah, don't sit back in your laurels and wait for the stuff to expire. You, it, even though two years is still a pretty long time, it can get away from you pretty quick if you're not uh, doing anything about it, right? Well, that's a problem about employment law. There's so many misconceptions out there, and and one of them mm. we just hit now on with, with Joe. One misconception is that construction workers don't get severance. So, John, can you imagine how many construction workers have been let go over oh the years gosh. and have not received a cent, a nickel uh, in, in severance? Nothing, because they believe, maybe even their employer believed that they're not owed severance, except they are owed severance. And that two-year limitation period, if, if you don't know about it, uh, it's going to sneak up on you very, very quickly. And that's just one of several misconceptions that exist. That's why, you know, we, we like being on air here to educate people and to try to spread the word. And, you know, if you know someone, by the way, I'll just give you that example that, that works in construction. Let them know. Let them know so that they know so they can let other people know. It, it helps everyone if we're a better informed uh, workforce, if we understand our rights. But I get every single day, uh, I get I people know. calling me or emailing me with, with the situations where the limitation period has expired because they just simply didn't know. So don't let that happen to you. Move on to another email in between here. TJ says, uh, guys, I got into an argument with my boss and was fired on the spot. No compensation. I've always been a good employee and have worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back? You know, it's interesting. Uh, oftentimes when people lose their job and they call me or they email me, they just want their job back. They feel they didn't really do anything wrong, that they didn't deserve to lose their job, and they just want to make it like it never happened. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to worry about severance. I don't want to worry about any of it. I just want my job back. I want to go back to work tomorrow, and let me let me do my thing. And And that makes a lot of sense. But here's the problem. The law generally cannot make your employer take you back. There's very, There's really no mechanism, legal mechanism, 
to make the company take you back. The law just doesn't do that. Uh, what the law does instead is compensate you by way of severance. That's why you hear me talk about severance so often, not because uh, I, I, I like to necessarily, it's because that's what the law does. So generally speaking, when someone contacts me and says, well, can I get my job back? The answer is, well, no, uh, there's no way to make the company take you back. If they decide to, great, but there's no way to make them take you back. What there is a way to make them do is pay you severance. And that could be a very substantial amount, again, up to two years pay. So in this particular situation, just because you know this individual got into an argument or you know some sort of a, a shouting match, I don't know, whatever it was, with the boss, doesn't mean they can be let go without severance. Even though, yeah, I'm not saying it's a good idea to get into an argument with the boss, of course not. But just because you did something, maybe you made a mistake, maybe you did something you weren't supposed to, that's still not enough to deprive you of severance. For you not to get severance, you've had you would have had to do something really bad, something that that's so bad that it's just not not possible to continue employing you. So can he get his job back? No. Can he get severance? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I would tell him to give me a call and let me help him get that severance. But you know, oftentimes I know you want your job back. There's no way I can make the company do that or anyone, even a court doesn't have the ability to do that, except the company has to pay you severance and the law does impose that obligation on the company. Is it the same thing? You know, we've, we've had people call in or email before saying, you know, I just, I was having a bad day. I, I lost my, you know what, I flipped out and I was, I stormed out of the workplace, got home, had a beer and went, oh boy, I didn't mean to do that. Can I, can I go back and get my job back? It's a heat of the moment type of thing, right? Yes, and actually that's how it's referred to uh, in, in law. That's the, the heat of the moment resignation. And the law understands that sometimes we may fly off the handle and do and say mm -hmm. things that we don't mean. And, you know, we calm down and we realize that's not what we meant. So, yes, there's some wiggle room here. And here's how that works. If you left at the heat of the moment, that's it. I'm leaving. I don't want to ever talk to you again. Well, you come back home and you realize you made a mistake. You can contact the company. And say no, no, sorry, that was a mistake. Didn't mean to. It was heat of the moment. I want to, I want to be back. As long as you do that quickly, within you know 24, maybe even 48 hours or so, then the company has to take you back at that point. And if they don't, well, that becomes a termination. Now they have to pay you severance, even though you're the one that initially said that you were resigning. So yes, if it's heat of the moment, then you have the opportunity to take it back. But you have to do it pretty quickly. If you take it back a month later, a month later, say, hey, you, you remember a month ago when I said I resigned, I didn't mean it, that's too late. But if you do it within a couple of days, no problem. Uh, and if the company doesn't take you back, they have to pay you. And again, that number to, uh, to reach out, call in, still got some time. It's toll free. Yeah, one 877 98. Mina is coming up here. She says, guys, I've been on a medical disability leave for three months. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work. They say that the business really needs me. I'm afraid that if I don't return, I won't have a job there anymore. Do you have any advice for me? Well, you know, it's certainly nice to be wanted, I guess. But in this particular situation, it doesn't really matter what the company wants. You have one thing you need to worry about when you're off on a disability leave, and that is to get better to follow your doctor's uh, recommendations, to, to get the treatment that you need to get so that you can get better and healthy. And the company doesn't have the ability to pressure you, doesn't have the ability to threaten you to come back. That, that would be completely illegal. What happens is this. 
Once you're ready to come back to work, whether it's a month or a year later, whatever that is, you get your doctor's note saying that you come back, you're ready to come back. At that point, the company has to make all efforts to take you back. They have to uh, look, you know, uh, everywhere to try to find a position for you, the same position or a similar position. And if it's at all possible, take you back. If they've tried, they've looked everywhere and there's just nothing there. They just can't find anything. At that point, yes, they can let you go with severance. But I wouldn't worry about that at this point. Uh, don't don't do what the company says. Don't go back to work before your doctor wants you to go back. That's just an invitation for you to get hurt again and have to go back off work again. Maybe make your situation worse. Follow your doctor's advice. Stay off work until you're better and, and deal with the issue of coming back to work once you're cleared by your doctor. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Yep, we're back. Still got some minutes here. Is that toll-free number again to get on air, ask your questions, bring it on. We got uh, we got time, we got space. one 877 The email help at employmentlawyer.com. .ca. Love Richard's email, Lior. Says, guys, uh, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. Pretty difficult decision for me because I've been with this company for 10 years. What do I need to watch out for when I sign that new employment agreement? Excellent question, an important mm-hmm. question. And, and not enough people are asking those types of questions when they're about to take another job. And this is especially important because he is leaving a secure job. So, it's not a situation, presumably, where he's desperate to just accept whatever the company is offering him, the new company, because he already has a job. So he needs to watch out for terms in the employment agreement. I'm going to give you a few examples. Number one is if you're going to leave a secure job to, to go somewhere else, don't agree to be on probation. Don't agree to a probationary term. You know, If you're coming, leaving a secure job, why go somewhere where you're on probation? No, say that's non-negotiable, not agreeing to that. One example. Another thing, maybe even more important, maybe the most important thing, don't agree to terms that limit your future severance. A company can often try to include terms in an employment agreement that would significantly limit and reduce your future severance. And it could be the difference between getting two weeks severance and getting 18 months severance, okay? It could cost you tens and tens of thousands of dollars at some point, a huge deal. Don't agree to that. Don't limit that uh, severance in the future. Another example is a company may try to include terms that give the company the right to change your job description, to change your job duties, to reduce your pay, to change your hours. Don't do that. company doesn't have a right to do those things unless you signed an employment agreement that gives them that power. So that's, those are just a few examples. There's many more. The best advice I'm going to be able to, to give him is this. Before he signs off on it, send me a copy of that employment agreement. Let me read it. Let me tell you exactly what it says and what it does. But you don't want to just look, well, the salary is what I asked for, so that's great. Where do I sign? No, stop. Don't do that. There could be things that are much more important than whether your salary is $75,000 or $80,000. So be very careful with that. Don't sign it without me seeing it first. What if it's a case where Richard uh, didn't decide to walk out the door on his own, but this company that he's going to said, hey, Richard, we love you. Come on. Come on over. We're going to bring you to our side. We'll take care of you. He's induced, right? 
Right. So we call that inducement. That's a situation where someone is recruited from a uh, secure job. So here's what happens often. So you're, you have a job you've had for a while, company, new company comes and recruits you away. They make you some promises. They convince you to leave and you leave to join them. Then fast forward maybe a few months, a year or two, whatever it is, things don't work out. They let you go. Fine. Except because they recruited you from another job, they now have to pay you an enhanced severance package that accounts for the time you had with the previous company. Give you an example. Say you work for a company for 10 years and you're recruited away. Someone comes to you and recruits you and you work for them for six months. Then they let you go. Well, now the severance that you get should account for the 10 years that you had with the previous company. So now you may get 12 months severance, even though you only work for a company for six months. Very important to remember that. So what does that mean? That means that if you're going to be recruited, if you're going to accept a job after being recruited from a secure job, don't sign anything that would limit your severance. That could be a huge deal. It could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars, potentially, depending on your income. So very important to keep that in mind, especially if you're being recruited from another job. And again, that that is that. have you found in your experience, Lior, that is language you often find in a, a situation where someone's being recruited? The other company says, ooh, this guy's got 25 years under his belt. We don't want to get nailed with that if we let him go. Absolutely, especially if the no. company has as competent legal counsel and legal advice, that lawyer is going to say to the company, no, no, you, you don't want to just have them start without signing that employment agreement. But here's the thing, John, even though a company may, may want you to sign something limiting your severance, they're often willing to remove that, to get rid of that if you just ask for it. Okay, so mm -hmm. don't assume that you can't negotiate a bad term out of an employment agreement. You can, but you have to ask. Let's move on down to uh, to Marianne here. Again, you got a, a few minutes for a phone call as well. one 9898 Marianne says, guys, the dentist I work for is about to retire and close his practice. I've asked about severance and he had no idea what I was talking about. I've worked for him as a hygienist for uh, 10 years. Am I owed anything? Yeah. And, and you know, listen, I, I, I've Common. seen versions of variations of this mm -hmm. question so many times over my 20 years of practice and and listen i i love doctors doctors do an amazing job a lot more difficult and more important than my job i have good friends that are doctors but here's the thing oftentimes doctors as good as they are in their job don't necessarily understand employment law don't understand their legal obligations to their employees whether it's a dentist or a family doctor or a chiropractor uh, you name it so of course mary Han is entitled to severance and Depending on uh, you know her age, she could be owed north of a year's pay. So yes, the, the doctor doesn't get to let you go or shut down the office without paying you the severance that you're legally owed. So what happens in this situation? I get involved. I send a letter. The lawyer gets uh, his own advice to understand that what I say is correct. And then the, the doctor pays what the doctor has to pay. So yes, whether you work for a small clinic, if you lose your job, maybe the doctor's retiring, maybe the doctor is shutting down or selling the practice. But if you lose the job, if you lose your job, yes, you are owed severance. To your point, I mean, we dealt with situations like this and heard where it's like people that are like, they're hardcore loyal, 20, 30, 35 years oh, working yeah. for one doctor, right? And then they, they get let go and they go, oh, we'll give you a week's pay. No, 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 no. Absolutely. And, and you know, oftentimes that's exactly right. There, there's very long service employees that work with doctors that they may have been there, uh, you know, decades. 
And those could be owed the maximum severance under the law, which is two years pay. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, it's money that you're legally owed. So no one, by the way, should feel bad for seeking what the law says they should have. Remember, I don't have the ability to get anyone $1 more than what they're legally owed. So if all the, the only thing you're trying to do is get what the law says you should have, you should never, ever feel bad about it. Let's get Charles on the line here. we got a few minutes to talk to Charles. Hey, Charles, thank you so much for taking the time. How are you today? Good. Good, sir. What's on your mind? Um, I was just calling in for, for my son. He was... Uh, he was dismissed from that he was uh hired away from the company he was working with and he worked there for 3 months and they fired him or they uh, they let him go and uh he was I was just listening to you guys on the radio today and it sounds like you might be able to do something for him so Charles how long did he work for the first company the one he was recruited from uh 12 12 years oh wow okay and so 12 years they recruited him they let him go after 3 months Yes. And, and did they pay him any severance? I think they paid him two two weeks is all. Well, here's my hope, Charles. My hope is that your son has not signed anything because he probably is owed 12 months, not weeks, 12 months of severance for the, the reasons that you heard me say before, because he was recruited from a 12-year job. So I, I'm, I'm hoping and having my fingers crossed here that he hasn't signed anything because if he did, it's quite likely that that's it. It's done. He accepted it and, and we're done. But if he has not, then he needs to call me ASAP and I'll help him get the severance that he's owed. Obviously, he's owed a lot more than two weeks pay. Okay. Could I get, get your name again, please? I'll give it to you right now, Charles. You want to call Lior, Lior and his team. And that number, if you uh, you got a pen handy, I'll give it again before we wrap the show, of course. But it's one 821 5900 Again, reach Lior at one 821 5900 And uh, the email, by the way, is simple. Simply help at employmentlawyer.ca. But Charles, appreciate the uh, appreciate the, the phone call. And a smart one for your son to make when we get off air for sure and uh, and carry on from there. I want to get to one more email. This one's interesting too. Just came in for Jimmy. says, guys, just received notice that our office will be shutting down in 12 months, one year. I want to leave and take another job. Can I still get severance? So generally speaking, if you leave before you're actually being let go, before your last day, then that's considered a resignation and you're not going to be owed any severance. So keep that in mind, even though the company is the one that said we're letting you go, just not now in the future. Uh, but if you leave before that last day, you've resigned. So think about that. And maybe you may not care. You may just rather have another job and not continue working and forget about severance. And that's fine. But if you still want your severance, you can't leave. But it's a personal decision. If you want to know, mm -hmm. by the way, how much severance you would be owed, just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and use our severance calculator tool. Thank you, everybody, for phone calls and emails. It's been a great show again this afternoon. You can uh, continue the uh, reach out to Lior and his team and have a private conversation on your own time, answer your own questions with Lior. How do you do it? That phone number, as I mentioned, I would give it to you again, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And don't forget this website, so useful, including the severance calculator inside there. And that is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll see you next time in the Employment Law Show. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guest Guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.